But I was going into Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Power converter. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, power converter. Hello and welcome to Toshi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-wing. We are currently out of stock on power converters due to the holiday rush, so we're going to talk about some X-wing. I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. I'm Alex Smittle. And I'm Greg Smith. Let's get into it. But before we do that, what have we all been up to lately? Uh, anything happened this weekend for some of us? I turned 31. Indeed. Old. Yes, yes, I'm old. Yeah, old we time. are just by you know the, the vagaries of time, we are releasing this podcast in the one week that Doug and Alex aren't the same age. It's yeah, true. it's the, the best week. Every it's the year. second of ten days where that is true. It's the best week of every year. Nobody can take this from me. <laughs> I'm the young spry one today. <laughs> I give it to him. It's he needs it really. <laughs> well, Gre- old jelly bones. Greg still, Greg is still younger than you. Yeah, but he's always younger than me. <laughs> I'm not always younger than Smittle. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, the three of us, uh, Alex and Doug and I, got together with another friend for a poker night for Alex's birthday, and uh, Doug took our money, as he tends to do. So, yeah, I feel like usually what happens is we play for a while, and then Doug and Steedy end up splitting the pot after after we go out. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, you been up to anything with uh, the child and the boy, Greg? Uh, we went to Kansas City today. We uh, Overland Park. I also was in Kansas City today. Nice. It's not cool. I don't like it. It's too packed. There's too many people that live there. And I just come back to my schlum. schlum? Is that a word? I, I don't think so. Uh, slum is a word, but I don't think it's Topeka. a word. <laughs> <laughs> Where there's not a lot of people, and I like it. So now we went to Crown Barren Center. Wasteland, in the words of Newt. Yes. It's true. true. The boonies. Uh, the boonies. Topeka, the like, yeah. third largest city in Kansas. Um, well, that's like being the third best bullfighter in Alaska. Okay, you don't have a lot of competition. There might be a lot of bullfighters in Alaska. They don't have anything it's, to do. That's yeah, true. Bulls are in the winter. That's true. I find that hilarious because I moved to Kansas City to get away from the crowding and the too many people. You're from California uh, and lived in Virginia. So. Exactly. I went from the West Coast to the East Coast in like their most populated, dense places. And then I was like, nope, nope, I'm going right to the middle where the gas and the food are cheap. So I lived in St. Louis and Kansas City. They feel exactly the same. Pretty much, just different, you know, local culinary delicacies. One has a good sports team, and one has a football team, which is good. I as well. Also, I don't, never mind. I don't want to shit on the Royals either, because I like the Royals too. Yeah, okay, say. you saved it. You saved it because I almost yeah. did a boo Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. even though yeah. I didn't want to. <laughs> that would be good. I, I said, thought I was, you were I'm taking it back. It. I'm okay. taking it back because I like okay, the Royals okay. too. Okay. Walk that back. With okay. that, uh, there has been some pretty big news this past week. Uh, the folks at AMG had a brief stream where they showed off uh, one of the new scenarios that's going to be a part of X-Wing play going forward. We got to see the new Razorcrest Mini on the table and heard about most of the rules changes that they're going to implement coming up. Uh, so without further ado, let's get into that. First thing is the timeline. They went and said that they expect to drop these new rules in an update that will be coming out around the end of January, beginning of February-ish. Uh, It's going to coincide with a new points adjustment because a lot of ships are going to change based on the new rules. 
there are some abilities that are going to have to get eroded. There are some ships that suddenly got a lot better, some that might have got a lot worse. They have said that events that are going on before the update should use the currently published uh, tournament rules, but most of them are not. If uh, I believe today just got put out by the folks on Fly Better that the Las Vegas Open is using a weird hybrid rule set. So if you are traveling to Las Vegas, make sure you go to that website and learn what their rules are going to be. They are running the black box only format. They're using some of these new rules, but not all of them. So uh, be prepared. It's going to be kind of weird. They're using all the easy ones. Like they're doing road that's been established by a lot of people for a while. And then the obstacles and tractor changes, which are both very static. Like they don't really interact with points and stuff like that. So I... Those are pretty much the only changes, other than the black box format. But, And we'll get into what those uh, mean soon. But again, if you're going to a tournament in the next, well, couple months, just uh, check with your tournament organizers for what rule set they're going to be using before you go. You don't want to show up with what turns out to be an illegal list. All right. Uh, yeah, they, sure. yeah, they did talk about some of the uh, other scenarios. Doug, you want to uh, cover those? Uh, yeah, so they uh, there's going to be four scenarios in competitive uh, tournament structures, uh, from what they've said. Um, the one they showed on stream, which was a uh, zone control, a controlling points, uh, scoring points at the end of the round based on how close and how many ships you had uh, on any of the five points. Uh, they mentioned a snatch and grab, where you'll grab an objective and run with it. Um, a point control scenario, which is similar to the... the like it's another control scenario, but different. We don't know the exact rules. And then chance encounter, which is uh, gonna be dogfighting, as far as we know. Yeah, I man, as someone who was so against the idea of scenarios originally, remember when the crates were coming up with that kind of scenario X-wing near the end of 1.0, and I was like, no, that's dumb. And I had that mindset. I'm really excited to see how these pan out. That game looked really fun. I'm going to wait until I see them and, like, actually play them. Um, but, like, I, I don't think any single instance is going to sway me one way or the other. Like, I wasn't particularly excited about Road when it came out, and now I'm pretty neutral on it. And I, I just think it, it needs tested. That's very fair. Uh, they explained that the idea behind these scenarios is actually to encourage engagements. Because with some of the other rules, if you want to just play it cautious and do your little one hard barrel roll, one hard barrel roll and hide in a corner and make the opponent come to you, they can use that time to start getting points on the objectives. I'd say it even it more, did more than that. It incentivized playing like that, really. Like, the fact that most games didn't happen like that is because most people wanted to play the game. Mm -hmm. But really, the current rule set incentivized is not engaging. Yeah, and... the, the current rule set or the rule set that they're changing? Yeah, to? the current the rule set. official current rule set. Okay, yeah. Because, yeah, it's you go up on points, you win, and that's that. That with these, it seems like, you know, with the the victory points and what we saw on on Steam, not Steam on screen, uh, they mentioned that you can get points for killing enemy ships. So there's still that. There's a benefit to bringing big guns out there, and uh, yeah, from the the few people who've tried them out that I've heard from. They, I'm hearing a lot of the more it changes, the more it stays the same. Like it still feels like X-wing. These are right. essentially just ink. It's almost like they're closing the board a little bit because they're kind of at least this zone control one. It's mm -hmm. it's pushing you to stay in this area to keep, 
you know, fighting over these points. Uh, so it just like like you said, it forces engages, which is a good thing overall. Indeed. Agreed. Like I I can't know for sure that I'll like them, but I'm I have an open mind and I'm excited to try them. Same team. Indeed. And to be fair, most of us have enjoyed some form of non-standard X-wing in the past, be it Ace is High, Mario Kart. Uh, X- the only yeah. one I've enjoyed. <laughs> Haven't you played X-Wing Mario Kart? I have played Mario Kart once, and it was fine. Yeah. But like uh, most of them here to shoot things and kill them. Yeah. Like Greg in the back during Ace's High. <laughs> Carl yes. always comes back on you for that, though. It has not yet. Actually, that's such a, I had a terrible 2021, so maybe it did come back on me for that. Uh. Well, uh, we did mention some changes to obstacles. Alex, uh, what are those that we've learned? So the biggest one is no shooting if you're on any obstacle at all. None. Well, asteroids, debris, and gas clouds. Yeah, those those are the obstacles, right? Well, there's also the rigged cargo shoot and spare parts canister tokens. So do those, can you shoot on those? Yes. Oh, neat. I say I, I couldn't watch the stream because I was working. Yeah, so. I think they made it. You can shoot on those because those are actions to drop. So they yeah. don't want people to drop one on you and then you can't shoot, which would be a pretty no, big NPE. That yeah. checks out for sure. Like I said, I just I couldn't watch the stream, so I didn't know for sure. Yeah, I essentially, your starting there. your starting obstacles all have the you can no longer shoot on them. Um. So now asteroids do one damage automatically. They're prox mines now, where they do mm-hmm. one automatically, and then you roll a die and take an additional hit or crit. Um, that's punishing. Oh, man. The big rocks are going to be so dangerous if you just, like, just nick one and can't avoid going over it the next turn. Ugh. That's potential four damage if you land on a rock with your front nub still on it. Like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's, be... re- it's very possible, like, a TIE fighter nicking a rock could draw a hit, crit, direct, explode, which is it on is... brand for TIE fighters. It's kind of like our game of X-Men last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like that's that's a lot of potential damage on a rock. Uh, mining guild ties will be happy. They'll be in standard, and they'll mm-hmm. they they will avoid the most punishing of the change. Um, debris now do damage on a hit or crit. Do uh, do one damage, not a face up. Right, it's like just one damage crit. if you roll it's a hit. Just or one crit. hit on a hit or crit, like a cluster mine. That's the word. So a stress, makes... yeah, a stress at a cha- a fifty percent chance for one damage. Yeah, indeed. Um, glass clouds break all rocks. That's neat. Um, and you get a strain automatically, and then you roll a die, and then I like that. You take the ion on a hit, and on a crit, you take three ion, which is kind of what we all expected gas clubs to do before they announced the original thing where they did nothing. I have been waiting for these to be ion clouds forever because I was just like, that sounds awesome. Because to me, I would rather take damage than take ions because uh, then you're really controlled. So, breaking all locks is a more interesting way of doing what they tried to do with the auto thrusters effect the first time, where you have some right. defensive benefit from going. And one. you have to go over yeah. it to get it now, whereas before it, you could it could just obstruct the attack. So you could just yeah, I, li- I like that a lot more too. The other one felt wrong. Do all as a, obstruction is unchanged, right? Everything just obstructs Correct. the same. Everything now, now obstructs the same. Yep. Uh, but they did make a change though that when uh, if you end up your if you finish your maneuver at range zero of an asteroid gas cloud or debris you may not you skip your perform action step but if you move all the way through it you still get your perform action step now you might not be able to take it if you're stressed from a debris but mm-hmm. you can go yeah you can go right through that uh actually you you won't from a here's the chance you won't from a gas cloud either because you take the eye actually you could still focus yeah, you can still focus <laughs> yeah. but that's all you can do if you got an eye on from a gas cloud and went over it 
but yeah, <laughs> that's actually pretty big for stuff like swarms, where they don't mind flying over a rock before to get them to be in the right position. But now, well, they might take they might now. <laughs> yeah, like they're, yeah, they're trading say, a chance of a damage. damage or of an extra damage, which is big on like a tie fighter. It's, that's I, actually that's actually kind of cool because uh, so it kind of incentivizes. So like, say I could do a five straight over this rock, yeah. Well, before with the old rules, oh, I'll risk rolling a hit or a crit. Well, now it's an auto damage and risk another damage. So it's like, oh, I still get my action, uh, but it's actually more dangerous now. I yeah, like, yeah. I really like that. It's like they, I, it's like they played it and were like, hey, no, no. And I'm not saying it's better to hit rocks now. <laughs> no, right. but in some circumstances, it might be like, yeah, there's there a times, benefit. I say there, there's times like when you're trying to block where. You have to go over a rock to do it, but then you might still need that barrel roll to guarantee it. And that's what made mining guild ties so good as blocks. Yeah, exactly. Or like vultures and things like that. And like the uh, a tie fighter or like an X wing or something that's trying to block an ace might be willing to take two damage to guarantee blocking that ship. Um, Very true. Uh, and one of the other things they said is that the rigged cargo chute and spare parts canisters, the ones you drop as an action, they now cause you to gain a stress like they previously did. But then you roll a die and take a strain on a hit or crit. So like, again, they're not yeah, acting. They're not acting like old school mines. See, I killed. I beat Farmer in a game once in the Ricky's Celebrity League, uh, back at the very beginning of 2.0, because my my Boba dropped a rig cargo shoot on his one health po, and he rolled the crit and died in that one minute game. <laughs> he would have shot and killed me before if that rig cargo shoot hadn't killed him. But that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Rolling for the strain is a good change, though, because it, it can essentially net one damage against you know an incoming shot, but you're not guaranteed to take damage from something you can't prevent. Indeed, mm -hmm. I really like it. With the uh, the new uh, asteroid and obstacle rules, though, they did make a change to tractor effects. Uh, Greg, what did they do there? Uh, they made it so that you can no longer tractor a ship onto an obstacle. Man, first you take away tractoring ships off the board, even though we never had it, and then you take away tractoring ships onto obstacles. Man, I, uh, I think Doug, I I'm fine with it. Like, really, it's cool. Yeah, Doug, it's right. I have a question. So we talked about this a little bit. Uh, when you would play Sunfac, would you purposely, when you would use your tractor, was the goal to put somebody on an obstacle, or was the goal to give them the tractor and then shoot them a bunch? Which one did you want to do more? I mean, it's a priority. I mean, the right, thing yeah. about putting them on obstacles is it requires them putting them in the position for it to happen. And so the priority is to put them on an, on an obstacle, like a rock specifically, if I right. could, because then they don't get to shoot. So I just get to do stuff for free. Yeah. Um, but again, that was that's something that not only did you have to try to engineer, but your opponent had to let you engineer. So I don't think this is that big of a nerf. It's more of a it's not extra punishment for people who don't understand tractor effects. And do you think that uh, Nantex are less of an MPE now with Instar? Mm. I mean, they were. Oh, with Instar. <laughs> I was gonna say they were an MPE yeah. without Instar, apparently. But yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, I think Instar is a feels bad card no matter what because giving somebody a negative effect and then moving their ship is not fun to play against. But yeah. it's not as ultra punishing as it was before, where you position poorly. So now not, not only are you doing with that standard NPE, you're also getting putting on a rock and not getting to shoot and yada, yada, yada. Gotcha. gotcha. The point is quad jumpers did nothing wrong though. Um, their I way of automatically are... giving somebody a negative consequence and then moving their ship was totally different. I said yeah. quad jumpers were also an NPE. They were just way cheaper and like couldn't carry a list like a, yeah, no, like a Sun Fox could. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Quad jumpers were just as bad as Sun Fox really. 
um, other than the stuff Doug mentioned about carrying lists. Yeah. So an interesting thing, kind of rewinding one, with the all the obstacles now having more consequences, specifically not being able to shoot while you're on an obstacle, do you think we're going to see cards like Collision Detector being played more as insurance? Because that potential two damage or hit crit on an asteroid can really just ruin someone's day, even if it's just one of those, oh, I misjudged it by a little bit. Is that gonna? Are we gonna see more insurance cards like that, or is it the what is it the? Uh, R... How much it's gonna cost either? Yeah, it's true. And then you have like the uh, the what's the Republic Astromech that lets you ignore the obstacles? Uh, Q seven lets you boost a barrel over them, but you don't ignore their effects. Right, but is there's there the resistance that... one that's bad. Yeah, collision one. detector. Yeah. Uh, the short answer is no. I don't think it will change anything. Um, there are, are certain ships or certain builds that specifically try to abuse those. But they and they might be more encouraged to take them than they were before. But like collision detector, for example, is a very is a a rare upgrade slot. The system slot is not common, especially and, in black box. Like phantoms don't exist anymore. Yeah, right. like and it's too expensive for generics to take, like to spam. Um, so no, I don't I don't think it's going to be particularly more prominent. It it is a little bit stronger than it was before, but uh, it so, wasn't seen before. So I don't think it even necessarily warrants a price hike. Indeed. And I, I hear you, so you say that. And so when I started playing, I, I remember doing like, like, like a training wheels effect. Like I would put cards on my list, but then by the time I learned how to fly, I would just take them off, and then I just don't hit stuff. Yeah. So like, like you're saying, like the phantoms really like it because you could uh, go on to the obstacles. But I think if an ace player is already an ace player and they fly really, really well, I don't think they're going to need it for that. Uh, at least for that, uh, which uh, purpose? Like for yeah, you can't have it for the purpose of intentionally abusing flying over a rock. I can see that. Are there? Well, any yeah, you can bring it just to be crazy. Is that more though in black box? Like uh, Darth Vader. Vader defenders the like Vader's the only ones like both of them. Yeah. Like that's about and Vader it. defender doesn't have a system. But uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank God. Right. Um, yeah. We're saved. Um, but yeah, like a Vader advanced or other defenders have systems that and. I don't know. The I don't really see either of them taking closure detector. Maybe Vader advanced, but yeah, but passive sensor still still probably exists. Uh, it's like eight points now on him. That was it. That's yeah. crazy, man. Never mind. Um, yeah, don't bring that. Yeah, I don't know. Generally, generally you don't see very fat advanced faders anymore. Usually, it's like just mm-hmm. afterburners or afterburners FCS and closure detector. Probably just makes them too expensive. Um, I, that doesn't. That this is getting into. Yeah, really abstract meta talk. Way yeah. too much speculation going uh, on. But the I, short answer is, I'm sure we'll see collision detector. I don't think it's going to change the meta or have a high impact on the meta. Fair enough. Bringing it back to probably one of the more complex things that was revealed, the rules for bumping or partially executing a maneuver have changed and changed pretty significantly. Mm-hmm. First off, it all depends on what ship prevented you from completing the maneuver. That might not be the ship you wind up at range zero with. It is what ship stopped you from being able to place your base at the Whoa. end of your maneuver template. That is the ship that blocked you effectively. And oh. so, yep. So You guys were talking about this, and I was totally confused of what you were saying. And now that you just said that out loud, I totally understand. That's right, weird. because we always had it in our minds the the choo choo train effect. Right, you always go along the template. No, it's you know if you can't place it at the end, then you move backwards until you can place it. But and the that first might... one's the one you bumped. 
Precisely. So it's it's the thing at the end. For example, let's say I have two I've got two TIE fighters right in front of me, and there's my YT2400 out there, and I try a three bank. I can't make it because the 2400's there, and then I move back until I'm bumping one of the TIE fighters. It's the friendly ship that blocked my maneuver, even though I'm touching the enemy oh. ship. So it's which ship prevented you from completing the maneuver. Oof. Yeah, I think the main reason they're doing this is actually for the opposite reason. It's so that an enemy blocker doesn't block your first ship and then force you to bump into your own ship over and over and over again. Because uh, yeah. as we're going to get into, it's way more punishing to bump friendly ships than it is to bump right. enemy ships. If you bump a friendly ship, it's a friendly ship that prevented you from completing the maneuver, you roll a die. On a hit or crit, you take one damage. And either way, you skip your perform action step. So basically, it's the same as if it was before, but you can take damage. And it's the ship who's who didn't complete the maneuver taking the damage, not the one you run into. Uh, and the, get into the enemy ship is you perform a focus or calculate that is on your action bar as a red action and then skip your perform action step. Right. You may. It's not a, it's not a must. Because you may, for example, want to be coordinated to barrel roll away or something or like that. Or be unstressed. Yeah, or be unstressed, exactly. Uh, and if it would be that you collide with a friendly and an enemy ship that prevent you from completing the maneuver, it's treated as friendly. Feels like a pretty rare occurrence with how they've now defined, pretty unequivocally defined, how which ship has bumped you. Well, so like, uh, it's this way, it's very easier to show a visual, but like, there are situations mm -hmm. where like the enemy ship blocks your front ship. And then your maneuver would land where those two are touching, so you're actually overlapping both. And yeah, it would see, that'd be that the time is when. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it could happen, and and so yeah. they have to just decide, and they chose yeah. to make oh, it. That checks out. But, that checks right. out. I have no problem with the decision at all. Right. And this is actually an example where the official wording that will come out will be different from this because you also have allied ships that are going to have to be worded in here, and one assumes allied ships will be treated like friendly ships. Uh, I don't know. That, there's a specific card that says treat allied ships like friendly ships. Right. So that's going to be a weird uh, interaction there. But again, we'll know much more when those come out. But that's the basics of it. Although, uh, in addition with uh, partially executing maneuvers, now blocking doesn't exactly work the same. Uh, Doug, what's the big new change there? That you get an action? What, like, <laughs> we just, you just, just said. Go over <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What are you talking about? Well, specifically about being a raid zero of another ship. Oh, that you can make oh. attacks. Okay, I, like there's that's. I don't think that's the big thing. This is, entire <laughs> section is a big change. Yeah. But yes, you can make attacks at range zero now. Um, but you do not get to apply the range one bonus because it is a specifically a range one bonus. Uh, the attacker may not modify any dice, uh, including the defender's dice. So things like juke don't work. Um, the defend defending ship doesn't have any of those restrictions so like if mm. if both sides have a focus the attacker does not get to modify any dice but the defender can still focus on defense or also like sensor jammer doesn't exist anymore but the defender could in theory if that card existed sensor jammer the other guy's dice luminara could still yeah, yeah. luminara yeah. uh things like lieutenant kestel can't turn your focuses into blanks right yeah anything that is a modification doesn't work on offense mm -hmm. and does work on defense Right. Essentially, and, uh, like Greg said, it's very similar to how Snapshot is worded now. Yeah. Um, and, but and it is uh, specifically only primary attacks may be made at range zero. Well, of course, none of the printed secondary attacks have zero on the card. They're one right. range one to three or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. But like did... things like Rhymer, uh, Delatio. Uh, so 
Yeah, because they, they it make they're making it sound like the blanket rule is only primary attacks may be made at range zero. Rhymer's not so. even in, in standard anymore either. So yeah, true. Pour yeah, one out for the tie bomber. <laughs> It'll be back. Yeah, they said they're going to errata cards that like Oiken and Arvel and Zeb crew that normally let you attack at range zero, and they said the likely change will be treat range zero as range one. I believe what they said is most of them are going to be like that, but not all of them. Yeah. Uh, one of the big things my, they've... Yeah, oh, sorry, sorry. Right? So my guess was going to be that, is that Zeb will probably let you modify dice at range zero. Oh. And, like, for both sides. And then the uh, other two makes will probably Zeb useful. Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of. He's about uh, as useful. More useful than he is now. <laughs> I mean, I think he's the same level that he is now. <laughs> like, he lets you attack at range zero now, which you can't normally do. Yeah. <sighs> I want to ask, so... Uh, they have so if you bump a, I understand the make it easier for newer players to fly. Uh, because if I bump you or my opponent, then I still get an action, right? A focus or calculate that you, yes. Uh, so I could see how that would make it uh easier to fly, but me bumping my own ships, which we all know that we do at every game, uh, most, most of us, um, that seems not so great for newer players, uh, but yeah, I think so... they've evened it out. I, I just wanted to ask this question because I feel like everybody was actually like, they were talking about, lo- uh, I never know how to get this, lowering the skill floor, mm-hmm. but you know, and but this doesn't feel like lowering a skill floor because I fly fairly well and I fly swarms and I'm still going to probably damage myself most games now. So I wasn't a huge fan of this rule at first, but it does two things that uh, the first one I think is less important, although it's talked about a lot, is that it prevents fortressing, essentially. Yeah, um, right. You're now allowed to fortress, but you'll be punished for it. But okay. I think the bigger thing is in context with scenarios, particularly the one they showed on stream, the zone control. If you're allowed to self-bump, then you can just force yourself to stay in the bubble constantly with essentially no consequences. So I this think is true. I th- my guess is that in testing, it was okay. needed to have an actual consequence of running so into the, a friendly ship. So there's the, on one hand, yes, people will bump themselves on accident. Yeah. But then there's the other hand where people abuse things. I could see that. Eventually, because, because we'll I, I have not got... bump ourselves anymore. Like, I will have to re- reprogram my brain because I don't, I, when I fly swarms, I bump, I plan to bump myself. I do too. I was going to say, I could, I could probably stay within half an inch of where all my ships are if I plan it correctly. Like, and you know what I'm saying? Like, we all, you just bump all your stuff. And so that does make sense. I didn't think about any of this. But also, there's going to be times where that's worth the 50% chance of a damage. Okay. Like, if that's the correct move, it's still the correct True. move. It, it's, like, it's like flying over a rock to get the well, that's Correct. That's yeah, how it's I like play, currently flying over a rock. That's how I play Vinny most of the time, too. It's yeah. like, if I'll uh, just hit him uh, I do think... Hmm. Also, one thing, while this probably doesn't technically lower the skill floor like they've talked about, I think one thing that's important is that it's really hard for people who already understand the game to understand how it affects new players. Because we have past knowledge that we can't help but apply to what we're thinking about now. A new player has never played any other version of X-Wing. They've only played the current version like that they're trying Hmm. for the first time. So to them, they probably just see it as a, okay, you don't want to bump your own ships unless it's absolutely necessary, and they move on. Right. Whereas we look at it and we go, oh my god, this is so much worse than it used to be. So it feels more punishing, 
then like, it probably does to a new player. Like they live in a different timeline. They never. Yeah, it's it's like um, I've heard a lot of reports of new players playing Road, and they just think it's cool. Like it, it doesn't. It's not anything special to them because they didn't play in a world with bids, and they didn't play in a world with random first player. Like they've only right. played Road, so it's fine. I think Road would be the dopest thing in the world if it was the first thing I'd ever seen. Like I would be, oh, yeah. I would think Road was such a cool mechanic if it was how I was introduced. To oh, dopest! I think you said dumbest. I was no, like, that's dopest. not my point. <laughs> that's not you dopest. missed it. Right. <laughs> like, oh. yeah, like, I think it. I like it now. I really do like Road. Um, yeah. Though, like, as Doug was saying a lot, it doesn't come up every game. Like, <laughs> but, I'm so uh, glad that there's a podcast where you guys can explain all this stuff to me and I can understand it. <laughs> that's fantastic. We should do now, this more often. One of the things I do think self-bumping was kind of exploitive as it was before. Um, yeah, and uh, I think one thing. I'm sorry. Continue your point. I say I, I'm glad that like it wasn't it wasn't super exploitive, and it, but it could have been at any time. And there was the like the Palpatine 1.0 ion projector self-bump train that yeah. guaranteed ion your enemies yeah. forever. Well, now, that was a legit NPE in 1.0. Yeah. Like, but now that you guys say that out loud, I literally bump myself on purpose every game. Yeah, all the was lots time, right? because, all Yeah, it's like, time, I want right? to be right here. How do I do that? Oh, yeah, I can just bump my I move this one cool, first dope. and bump him, and then the second one, the one I need right. an action, guaranteed gets an action. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to retrain my brain, but I'm excited to do so. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I, in also my, think, oh, sorry, Matt, go ahead. I think in my brain, it makes sense because, again, uh, we've talked about how I like trying to apply theme and quote-unquote reality to game mechanics. It makes sense to me because bumping a friendly is always an example of, oh, shit, the unexpected just happened. I We were not able to prepare for this. It's like, you know, when you're in traffic and, the you know, somebody stops right in front of you if you go in the same direction or Greg knows it's mm. if you're in a convoy, somebody goes off the road and that makes everybody who follows them go off the road. It's always bad. Whereas mm. bumping an enemy kind of almost fits with the idea that you're in three dimensional space and you come so close to them that you're like, Oh crap. Oh crap. Oh crap. And you're going to be really focused and really stressed at that moment. So to me in my brain, that makes sense. And I like it. Yeah, that's that's essentially what I was getting at. Is uh, I am normally a uh, balance before theme person, Mm -hmm. but in this case, I think they did a really good job with all the rules changes of making the game feel more thematic. With the exception, in my opinion, of attacking at range zero. That doesn't make sense to me, but uh, I don't I don't care. (laughs) Again, again, that's we have the preconceived notions about what X Wing should be from six years of playing where you couldn't attack at range zero. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's another thing because I've played where it's like me and another ship, me and my opponent's ship, and I'm bumping them on purpose so they don't shoot me. So I've done that so many times. And so now you can't do that. And I actually, because until I sat down today, uh, I misunderstood the rules and I talked to you guys about them. So I like that you can't modify. I like that you can't add any dice. Like I, I do like that because it's just like a, it's just a ah well we're here shoot yeah exactly. I agree. I like it. I but like you that. probably have a better shot at a different target most of the time anyway. And that's what they <laughs> said on stream was you don't want to shoot at range zero because there's no benefit. Other like it's than... good to have the shot if you have nothing else, but you right. a lot of yeah, you yeah. have a better shot. Like yeah, yeah. Right. a good way yeah. to think about it would be if you have a target lock on a ship at range one and you have a shot at range two, you're gonna take the shot at range one every time. Like mm-hmm. th- there's no reason to not take the better shot with more mods than because it's technically closer I can take it. No. Yeah. Uh, well what one of the, the example I was getting for that range zero was that uh 
Greg, you might know this, and anybody uh, in our audience who's gone through military or law enforcement training, Greg, have you ever had to go through the shooting house? Yes. So you know that in a regular, real or simulated firearms engagement, if you are 10 to 30 yards away from an opponent, that is how you are trained to raise, engage, get a sight picture or, you know, aim from the hip. When you are coming around a corner and you bump into someone, you're not aiming and modifying that shot. You are firing like, ah, crap, crap, crap. That's, That's what true. shooting at range zero with no mod says to me. That is two guys who are coming around a corner, seeing each other, and both just going, ah, and firing blindly. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And it's so goofy that I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with it. I I don't really care. Like it, it feels like a pretty minor change, all things considered, to me. Yeah. When I was saying I don't like it, I meant like, or I didn't get it. It doesn't make sense to me from a thematic standpoint, unlike most of their other changes. Like Road makes sense from a thematic standpoint to me that two pilots of equal skill don't always know if they have the advantage or not. And... Uh, well, this kind of falls in that exact same thing. It's the if you well, it's are different, about it's different to... interpretations of theme. Yeah, yeah. the interpretation of right. theme is different based on right. what would happen at a range zero collision. Yeah, exactly. In yeah. my yeah. mind, range zero is the pilots attempting to avoid avoid colliding with each other. And so how can they shoot? Yeah, yeah. Oh, which yeah. is why a stress or a focus or calculate is stressful because uh, they're trying to avoid each other. But uh, again, yeah. it's just different interpretation, and it's, it's not and a it's big a deal. minor quibble. Like, yeah, yeah, best. No, like. it, it may it makes great sense either way. Uh, well, something else that we mentioned is uh, we said the word black box a couple times. Uh, there are going to be some format changes. Alex, what did they reveal about that? Uh, so pretty much the way it goes is if a ship model has been re-released in second edition in a black box as opposed to the plastic clamshell, it all iterations of that ship will be legal for standard play. And to clarify, black, black box is what we are calling it now because yes. we don't know all of the rules and like upgrade limitations. So black box is essentially everything is allowed, like upgrades, everything is allowed except for stuff that has only come in like conversion kits. Right. And or ships are only allowed if they've, if the physical ship has come in a, a black, black box, box. Yeah. Um, but like pilots. So like, for example, the rebel Hawk is legal in the black box format mm -hmm. because the scum Hawk has been released. Yep. All, right. in, in, all iterations mm -hmm. of a, of a ship that's been released. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, I realized oh. you were just expounding on what I was saying. Exactly. Uh, they did mention that this uh, black box or standard format will be the format that banned cards apply to. Indeed. Um, and that'll be the format for everything competitive, as far as I know, right? They have made it sound like extended is the, if you want to play on the kitchen table and you want to use everything you have, play extended. If you are playing at a game store, expect it to be standard, is what my interpretation of what they've said is. Yeah, it's organized play will be standard, is what. Yeah, that's a better way to say. And again, our perspective is that every everything in on the game store is in preparation for organized play. So, I'm sure you can play extended at your game store if you want to play super casually. Uh, and I, I bet we're going to see a lot of people doing that because that's fun. We're still going to see a lot of you know, hey, we're going to run an extended tournament and it's all going to be chance encounter dog fighting. I'm not sure. I believe that. I say well, I, I would I bet think we're going to see game stores do that. You know, because I don't I know. a year from now, extended is a dead format. Like we don't get people doing. We didn't get people doing hyperspace when it was a super supported format. Like, yeah, like I just think about whenever it's a hyperspace meta, nobody plays extended. And when it's an extended meta, nobody plays hyperspace. And now it's never going to be an extended meta. It'll only be standard. I think there will be like kitchen table games and there will be the occasional game that's extended. But I think by and large, extended will be 
pretty much a gone format. I, I, for community, I don't know, because I think there are still going to be those people out there, and there is a significant vocal bunch of the people out there that are going to, you know, they're already on the, we're going to make our own tournament series of blackjack and hookers. We've heard, uh, that. We've heard there, that so many times. There were a lot of people that said they were going to keep playing first edition in stores. Right. And, I have yeah, yet to see a game. But to be fair, there are a lot of people who would be like, I really want to play my Phantoms. I really want to play my Kiroxes. Okay, that's just me. Uh, and again, they're, I'm not saying they won't happen. There will be the occasional games. I'm saying I don't think there'll be tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Or regular game nights where right. Extended is the different. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there will be somebody who's like, hey, man, there's nothing going on right now. I haven't played Dash in a million years, and he's my favorite pilot, unironically. Can I pull Dash out? And somebody will be like, yeah, sure. And then they'll play one game against him and go, oh, yeah, that sucked. Let's not do that again. <laughs> or like, yeah. All I'm imagining right now is trying to explain this to a new player, and they say, but what if someone wants to fly, fly Dash Rendar? And you answer, and then we ask them politely yet firmly to leave. The thing is, you just explain to them that it's like magic formats, and they get yeah. it probably. Yeah, that's probably the best, you know, even standard extended. Be like, extended is, is historical. Do you want to play yeah. historical? If, if somebody wants to play extended, we just have Doug play Dash against them, and then they... <laughs> oh, no, I'll play Supernatural Kylo, because Supernatural is also going on that list. Oh, Hopefully. gosh, yeah. You oh, know what I think sure. they... Oh, God, you know what I realized they missed the vote on so hard for this? Call it Legends format, which is the Lucasfilm term for everything outside yeah, of the new canon. that probably would have been a good call. Uh, uh, extended is the Legends format. There you go. I mean, that'll time. be... $10,000 AMG <laughs> to <laughs> payable to this podcast. Yeah, I'd really take your Phasma card and scribble Mara Jade on it. and I will not. <laughs> Phasma is better than Mara Jade. I don't know if I agree with that either. <laughs> well, yeah, so those are the format and rules changes that were revealed on the stream. They did reveal a couple other things. We, we saw, again, the, uh, the Razor Crest on the table at least one new card that's coming with it. We did not get any concrete details, so we're going to we're going to preview that, preview, preview that. It's British uh, now, it's preview. Yeah. It's in our purview to preview when it, yeah, when it comes up on the schedule, uh probably in the next month or so, whenever because, we get more info, yeah. Well, the uh the new waves are supposed to be released end of January as well, right? End of February. February twenty fifth. So, so come January, we're going to start seeing those preview articles and whatnot. We've seen some previews about. I say articles, uh, Twitter posts, tweet, tweet dumps, tweets. Yeah. Uh, we have seen some previews for the Gauntlet Fighter, some of the Pride of Mandalore cards. Uh, but we're going to cover those as we roll forward, and those become closer to release, uh, so as not to get too in the weeds and you know simulationy about it. Uh, but these changes overall, uh, in general, w with everything together, you mentioned, Doug, that these don't seem like giant sweeping changes taken one at a time. But taken all together, this is a pretty fundamental change. Uh, I think they're all pretty big changes, <laughs> and they make a very, very large change. Like, they called it 2.5 on the stream, and I think that is completely apt. I think it's... Yeah. Straight I think 2.5 is a very realistic thing to call it. It is... It's a different game than it was six months ago before we even knew that bidding was going to be gone. I would argue that second edition is closer to first edition than 2.5. Yeah, I think I, mean, I think that's kind of a no-brainer, actually. When I think about it, it's a pretty easy argument. Yeah, two, <laughs> two, second edition was like a streamlined first edition, and this is this feels like an actual sort of step into a new edition rather than Agreed. just an update. 
Agreed. Yeah, I say the more I think about like scenarios alone is a huge monster rule change that separates it farther than one two point So is that road is a monster change Agreed. that separates we're, it. We're already um, used to that too. Like, well, if I can get a, a moment to have a little opinion soapbox here, something I uh, and I think we all have noticed in the past week or so of these reactions and totally measured responses from the internet which have all been calm and tactful as the internet is known to be. Uh, you mentioned it, Doug, that these changes, people are reacting to them almost solely based on the standard 203 dogfighting paradigm, which is now only 25% of the game as it's set up. It's not going to be the only way X-Wing is played. Uh, my analogy that I'm looking at it is how the game of football has changed over the years. Back when football started becoming a thing, there wasn't even such a thing as a forward pass. And the game has changed and evolved over the years, and people still love football. It's still the same game, expanded or changed. Uh, I think a majority of okay, a majority is all right. I think a a certain subset of the names that are objecting to a lot of these might be objecting because it's going to force them to change from the style where they may they may be a big top trophy name player, and now that there have to be changes, that can be scary if you think you're going to be shoved off your spot at the top. I don't... I'm, I'm sure there is somebody that thinks of it like that, but I, I think for the most part, people in general resist change, and it's not usually that... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, I don't think they're thinking of it from a, their performance standpoint. I think they think they're not going to enjoy it because it's different. It's an emotional response rather than yeah. an analytical response. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's that I think there are some specific people out there, and I don't want to call anybody out by name because I don't know these people personally well enough to do that, but the vibe I'm getting from a lot of these histrionic objections comes across as my spot is threatened, you know, and you're exactly right. It might be that I don't know if I'm going to like this. And that is completely valid. And you I might say, not I think... like it. And I'm sorry that your game changed to a place where you don't like it. I really am. If that is the case. Yeah. So here's the thing. I think it's my game is threatened, not my spot is threatened. I think is the, the much more common opinion. I'm sure there is somebody that is worried they won't have success anymore, but by and large, I genuinely think people are just afraid they won't enjoy the game. They've put a lot of time and a lot of money into and rather than giving it a chance, they're gut responding angrily. And that's like that's a reasonable human thing to do. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not reasonable to be a dick about it. Like, be nice to other people, but it's understandable to be afraid of how X Wing is going to be. But I think it's going to be fine. Yeah. And, and again, no uh, reason yeah. to be a dick. Yeah, our assumptions that it's going to be fine and enjoyable might be completely off base as well. Uh, I think the responsible thing to do is to give it time to come out and give it some time to play with these new rules like we did with Road. Because, I mean, hey, I even tweeted out to AMG, I think Road is a mistake when they first announced it in that half-hearted attempt to make them see the error of their ways. And I've come to realize, wow, this is actually, for me at least, more fun way to play the game. So my opinion changed with experience. And I think that's probably the healthiest way to approach it is to not form, to, to not take any action based on this immediate emotional opinion. Yeah, change is scary, but at least try the change 
And if, like you just said, Doug, if this means you don't enjoy the game anymore, man, that's going to suck. But at least you gave it a shot. Yeah, you know? I mean, it, it genuinely sucks for people that liked yeah. X-Wing where it was. They put a lot and, of money into this game. Yeah, I get and it. they don't I like really the new... Do. Yeah, it really is a bummer. Um, and all I can offer is my condolences. Um, like, seriously, unironic, sincere yeah. condolences. Like, yeah. that sucks, and I'm sorry that it happened. But yeah. it's it doesn't give people the right to attack people about that kind of thing. Yeah, and maybe it's because I haven't gotten out my popcorn and gone looking, but I don't feel like the this announcement has had as much vitriol as like Road did, Agreed. for example. Well, or I even the elimination of bids was a major catastrophe for a lot of people. I, I think uh, it's just more of a roll-on from that because the momentum... Yeah, those I think what's happening is that there are fewer voices, they're just more and more like dug in. So you just keep seeing them over yeah, and over. Keep, like, the fewer voices repeating themselves more. Yeah, like I, I've seen a couple of like Facebook threads that look like a lot of people yelling, but if you actually read the names, it's just the same dude arguing with everyone. Um, <laughs> so, like... Uh, if you're nervous about it, uh, just just try to keep an open mind. Just try to give it a, a legitimate chance. Um, and and my condolences if you don't like it, and that sucks. And now I'm going to be a dick for a minute and say nobody cares if you don't announce that you're quitting the game if you quit. Nobody nobody cares. <laughs> like if you want to tell your local, yeah, tell your friends. But the big Facebook or in the old days the FFG forum announcements of people quitting the game, like no no one cares. We don't Didn't care. the FFG forums have an I'm quitting thread? At one I don't point. remember. Probably at some point, um, oh. it was a dark place. Yeah, I miss it sometimes though. When I'm really bored and want X-wing content, there was nothing that beat the FFG form. That's they true. were always active. It was the best place to stop and eat popcorn. That's for sure. Mm. Pour one out. Indeed, but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a change, and these next couple months are going to be a uh, tumultuous time. So let's all uh, remember at least to if we're if we're upset or emotional about it don't take it out on your fellow players don't take it out on the employees of amg just try and accept it for what it is or don't and, accept it and like move on but that's fine like, oh that, that is still accepted but don't you be don't a dick about it. it yeah, yeah. Okay. and like if you're not sure how you feel man go to your go to your lgs and play a game because i bet you'll have a good time like i bet you'll still enjoy playing x-wing even if you don't like all the new changes Unless you live uh, in a COVID hotspot area, and then don't. don't yeah, then because it's getting scary again. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I will say that before we talked about this, like even when we were just texting the other day, I was I am uh, so I hate change. I suck at change. I am the worst. Uh, I've literally had the same job for like ten years because I just don't want to change. Like I was so upset about bumping. I I was just like. I was pretty turned off about bumping. I I did not like it. I thought it was gross. And then after you guys were talking today, it was like, oh, there's so many more like aspects of like things that you can see. Like, uh, what's the word? Uh, like point of views, like different ways that you could look at it. Because I was not from a certain point of view perspective. Yeah, I was not looking at it from like what Doug said. like you can abuse it or whatever. Like, yeah, like that's you know, just my those first other thought things. when they announced it was, oh, I can't self-bump myself with a swarm to guarantee blocks anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, so we, I didn't think about the new player aspect at all or the accidental bump. I went straight to the abusable version. I was like, oh, that makes sense. See, and that's you not know. how my brain works. But I also the thing that I thought about was, well, if I'm playing a swarm, I need to block their, their, their ace or whatever. Like that's my whole goal. And then I kill it. 
But like, if I block you and you still get an action, like that just seems really sad. And that to me was the biggest point that like really sent me. I was just like, I was just kind of like grumpy about that. I would like to address that real quick because I have seen that a couple times. And uh-huh. uh, if you're somebody who has hated Force since its like introduction into Second Edition, I think you're allowed to have that opinion. And if not, then you need to actually think about the fact that most aces don't care about getting blocked because they have most passive attacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like Sutir right. doesn't care about getting blocked because guess what? His ability is that yep. ability. He yep. gets blocked, he gets a focus. Only it's white. Like, yep. My much maligned, um, much maligned Fenrau usually yeah. has mods when he gets blocked. Yep. Yeah. And the other day, I didn't just, give that. I didn't give that uh, an extra thought, and I did not see that it was a red action. I did not see that mm-hmm. they receive a stress um, for that. So. Yeah, at least it's not a free soon tier focus. Like, you know, it's it's a thing. It is it is what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. they at least there's a drawback. Uh, I didn't actually think there was. But to go a little farther, I can't legitimately think of a popular ace that didn't get around having mods and blocked anyway. I I feel Poe like is the biggest I can think of. Yeah, I was gonna and say but Poe Dameron's an ace. And like Poe Dameron's not tearing up the meta, and if you're that mad about Poe, like Okay. I'm that mad about Poe, but it's unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like Fen is even one of the sure. lesser ones, and he still has an insane mod in some of the circumstances, and no mods. Yeah, like the I blocked Fen with the guy who five forwarded while everybody was two forwarded, so I can get a bunch of range twos. Like that's, okay, that's now he gets one focus, but like Fen's still terrified in that situation. Yeah, Fen's dead either way there, one focus or not. Like, but when you blocked mm-hmm. Fen before at range one, he had a free of eight on every shot. It didn't matter anyway. <laughs> like, but yeah. like yeah. Guri got a free focus whenever you blocked her. She wanted that. She already took her action anyway. <laughs> uh, poor went out for Guri extended only now. I will not. Good riddance. <laughs> no offense, Dan, but good riddance. Guri <laughs> deserves to be in standard because she was in hyperspace that one time, even though at that time everybody was like, why the hell is the Starfire? <laughs> nobody understood that at all. It's because uh, there hadn't been enough scum ships released to fill their like seven ship limit. But why did they pick the Star Viper? It still hasn't been it released. It should have been the Kirax. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. That was weird times. Indeed, they were. Is that the second points change or the third? Uh, It was was the third because it was the first hyperspace. That's right. Because everything before that was just second edition or extended. Yeah, right. Uh, Well, you mentioned a weird time. Uh, It has been a weird year for us. This uh, 2021 was kind of coming out of our caves for most of us going back to work in person. Uh, for some lucky ones of us getting to go play in person, the four of us got to see each other again. We got to see Greg for the first time in a year. Greg. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, there are still a lot of folks having a bad time with it, and it's still uh, kind of scary out there. So, you know, take care of each other. This is uh, it, I hate saying, you know, doom saying things like the worst may not be over, but the fact that we've been. For almost two, or God, we're going to be coming up on two years of this podcast, and thus two years of COVID. So uh, don't let that, remember when this all started, and we were doing buddy checks with your friends, and making sure folks are okay, and, you know, just being kind to each other, because we acknowledged how stressed everyone was in these times. There's no reason we should lose that. That's, you know... Those community building and just genuine empathy building experiences are what I'd love to see us take away out of this year. Don't, I mean, it's been disheartening in a lot of ways, trust me, but there's been a lot of 
times where we've seen the good that's come out of it. The first jank tank that happened during lockdown where everybody was able to watch 600 some bucks get donated to worthwhile charities. And we're going to see that again this year. That kind of thing is what I'd rather think of when I look back on 2021. But something we did at the beginning of 2021, the four of us, was we all made kind of goals and resolutions for things we were going to do this year that weren't necessarily X-Wing related. But it's been a year since we uh, came up with those. And uh, let's kind of review how we all did on those. Uh, Alex, uh, we have it on record that you said you were going to manage your money better. Did you uh, do that this year? I got cursed by that resolution, apparently. Thank you, Doug, for telling me I was muted. Um, I ended up having over $2,000 in both medical and car expenses this year. So technically, my money has gone better than it was before. Uh, uh, but but that wasn't as, your fault. As somebody who's lived in the same house with you, I think you have managed money better. Yeah, as a result of it, you're kind of forced to. That's right. I didn't really have a choice when I had to spend a sixth of my income on emergency expenses. Right. But here's the thing that didn't immediately like bankrupt you or put you in the poorhouse. You were kind of, you know, you dealt with that pretty well. You, I have wonderful, loving parents who bailed me out a time or two. Indeed. Alex, at least you're not me. Did I tell you guys uh, that I spent $1,500 in August on an online auction? What did you, you buy? did now? <laughs> what did you buy? Yeah, for two hundred dollars. So, Please tell me it was something worthwhile. It was a whole lot of Star Wars toys. Um, yes, it was. Worthwhile. Sounds pretty worthwhile to me. So yeah. I, I had, um, I had come Shout across. Shout out to my father, Bob Howe. Unrelated reasons. <laughs> I had come across this online auction site, and I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! Like, this is it's like got a lot of stuff. People won't bid on this stuff. Like, not on everything, right?" Well, it turns out when they have pre-bidding and I can bid for like two weeks prior to the auction. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, It's not like eBay. Um, I can I bid on 77 auctions and I won 37 of them. Oh, and there was literally no going back. Like it was like it. They had my money. They had it was just like boom, boom, boom. And then the fees and the shipping was actually what got me. I was like. $500 $500 on fees and shipping. So your plan is to basically... You got the, yeah, you, your plan is to tell the boy to look into trade school rather than college? <laughs> I, well, that's probably a smart decision anyway. Smart decision yeah. anyway. I mean, that's solid. Anyway, I never went to college. So look at yeah. me now. Yay. But, I did go to yes, college. Look so at me now. Yay. At least you didn't do that because I'm still getting yelled at for that. And it's all over my walls because that's what I do with my collection is I put them on my walls. And so every time Donna walks in here, she gets mad at me. And so just think, at least you're not me and you don't just click on things and think, well, I like this. This looks cool. And then $1,500 later, you're done. That was my 2020, except it was League of Legends loot boxes. So, uh, Oh, yeah. Good thing to get rid of that. <laughs> so I guess uh, by default, I didn't spend too much money on League of Legends skins this year. So I'm, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. Uh, did. Speaking of college, Alex, you also said you wanted to film and edit a short film. Did you get around to that? So, you know, what I did do was write 12 pages of a feature film and then get creative burnout. And I haven't created in like four months. Oh, same team, man. Same team. But it's fine. It happens. It comes and goes. And yeah, the last good. year and a half have been so weird. I'm not, I'm not concerned. It'll, my creativity, I will be unburnt out at some point. I'm just coasting, not coasting. I'm clawing my way to Christmas break. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, my goal was trying to get a little more simple to uh, branch out with my wardrobe. 
And again, spending most of my time working from home, I did not get out to do a lot of that. I did, however, uh, we had our national convention this uh, July, and I did go out and get fitted and got myself a bespoke three-piece suit. It is a nice one. It is still, because this is me, it is a dark charcoal gray suit because I am a still, it was for work, so I didn't feel like I could really branch out too much. Well, you don't want to go with a tan suit. That would be a national catastrophe. I, I already own a tan suit, so. Well, the joke is ruined. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, I'm just, be... my, my head sim is that, like, each day of the week, you were putting on a new, different, like, completely different styled shirt for work every morning. <laughs> but, like, no pants, because you're still working from home. And like, now it's my a, head a tuxedo ruined. t-shirt one day. <laughs> yeah, like a Hawaiian shirt the next. <laughs> yeah. But no, I'm actually I'm actually pretty proud of it because while yeah, people say, Oh, you got a, a business suit, it's you know pretty standard. No, this is actually a nice three piece suit, nice fitted vest. Uh I went out and this is one of those I'm gonna pick the fabric and this is not an off the rack job. Uh yeah, that was my uh quarantine savings went into this. I am proud of this and I'm actually looking for more uh excuses to wear it. But I'm also trying to get in shape where I would, you know, I, I, I want there to be less of me to have to fit into these kind of clothes so I don't have to get them custom made as much. Uh, so that's going to be that's going to be something rolling forward. Uh, I, I do feel that I got a little bit out of my comfort zone with that. And uh, it's a little more fancy dandyish than I used to uh, kind of default to. So I'll give myself kind of a half accomplished there. I. Took I put one foot out of my comfort zone wardrobe wise. So the important thing is you did anything, and that's what's really important. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna just go to the default of well, let me just get my pants adjusted and I'll go wear the same old thing. No, you know, change that a bit. Uh, I do need to pick up more Hawaiian shirts because that is always my Friday go to, and uh, the three of them that are not completely threadbare aren't really suitable for the office anymore. So, uh. 2022, the year of more Hawaiian shirts. Greg, you had said that uh, in 2021, you were going to manage your time better uh, with two children. How did that uh, come about? Yeah. So you put these notes out and I saw that and I was like, what a fool. Yeah. Because you made this resolution two weeks before the baby showed up. I already had one child as if I didn't understand what children were and then putting one on top of it. I was like, what am I thinking? Maybe I was thinking, like, in, like, with my children, if I could manage my time better, plus be a dad. I don't know what I was I thinking. I think this is one of those ones, like, by default, like mine. Like, you didn't really have a choice. You had to have managed your time better. <laughs> I had game. to do it. Yeah, I mean, you've been doing I, great, especially since, uh, you know, Donna got her uh, degree and yeah. your certification, and she is off doing important healthcare doctor nurse stuff. Yes. You're having, I mean, you've gone from a man to a zone defense with two kids that you've got to manage a lot yes. of times. Uh, and hey, from an external point of view, you're killing it because <laughs> I have not heard that, you know, sorry, guys can't make the recording. The boys swallowed a Lego. You know, you've actually yeah. been, you, you've kept two small humans alive for a year. Yeah, I'm doing a solid job. You seem that. like super dad, like... to be honest, Greg. I'm not going to oh, lie. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I try, I try, but I think, so Donna works nights, Tuesdays, Thursdays, whatever. So we try to do things and I'm actually, I, I think of this a lot is, uh, is a lot of the times it's like, I want them to go to sleep because I'm tired. And, and that's just a real 
like that's just real and so yeah. like i just it's just like well i need my time i need that my time but eventually we're not gonna have time and so i've been thinking a lot lately uh is like so every moment i try to absorb as much as i can in the moment and so that's been nice and th i'd say that's time management i'm managing it in a better fashion like i can actually appreciate yeah time appreciation really touched is, yeah. yeah that really is yeah nice uh on a on a serious more important note though you said you were going to build a competitive list with venny did you accomplish that more important than your children Greg? <laughs> <laughs> i agree more important <laughs> well what is more important is that i did beat doug with a venny list uh, Retire now league. at the top of your game. This has well, been purged from my memory, so I don't believe. Okay, it. I did beat Doug really. I, I beat him real good. All right, I bumped him with, before the bump rolls. I remember this game really good. I actually did really well, but then I lost horribly with my Vinny list in the finals. So therefore, Doug has uh, vindicated uh, that Vinny is. I remember uh, that game strangely. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I would say that we are back to neutral with Vinny, and we are back to the... Uh, I gave you the perfect okay. Vinny and five fireballs list like two weeks, two podcasts ago. Yeah, that, we're all kind of on it now. I no, have not bought played... Fire, fireballs. <laughs> also, yeah, we have to donate fireballs. So we'll, we'll plan that at some point. Yes. And uh, Doug, you said that you were going to uh, eat out less and or make less use of delivery food. Uh, have you been cooking more and uh, doing such this past year? Uh, we'll call that like a 10% success. I am. I, out, I think that was an appropriate ratio. <laughs> I am eating out less, but not enough. <laughs> um, I also would say I failed on branching out more in X-Wing lists. Uh, oh, no, I would give you... Get, you a, you you played one list this year that had Kylo in it, and that was because you were representing America. And you have I to. think you way overvalue how often I play Kylo. Like just aces in general for general. Yeah. Like I in twenty nineteen I think I played a lot more non ace lists than I did in or I'm sorry, twenty twenty I think I played a lot more non ace lists than I did in twenty twenty one. I mean I thought I thought I saw you with a different list every week. I felt you branched out pretty well. I mean, I always play a lot of different lists. There's always ace lists. lists yeah. He yeah. wanted to branch out his play style, not the specific pilots he was flying. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Somebody had to fail 2021. Like at Lima in 2020, I took five bombers and a gunboat. God, that was great. Cut. And this year, I'm pretty sure every list I had featured at least a six or a five. Like an AC, five or six. Well, hey, with these new rules and scenarios out there, if you've had lists you wanted to try but didn't trust them in head-to-head dogfighting, hey, now's the time. Oh, I, yeah, so I, I, my... Uh, I, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Greg. No, I really thought you were going to say, well, with these new rules, Ace Play is dead. And then you just, <laughs> and then just end the podcast. Cut yeah. it off there. <laughs> I, I do think my bold prediction is that Triple Aces will be garbage in the new meta. Whoop, whoop. Oh. Uh, I don't yeah. think they're going to. So I, at least. They're from the one scenario, do objectives. Yes, from the one scenario we've seen, higher ship counts are definitely stronger. I'm going to guess that's not the case for all of them. Like the capture of the objective thing might be better for aces or but, the uh, grab. yeah but i think in general three ship lists are probably not going to be as strong and i would assume ships that want to fight constantly are going to be better than aces that want to hit and run like they've clearly said that they want their goal to be more engagements and aces prefer fewer engagements yeah, i think this is going to be the meta of the brawlers yeah. Oh, something like uh, ace mini swarm could be really good yeah. i imagine my face is like the human heart eyes emoji right now oh. 
So you're like, saying it's Jack Porkins' time. No, oh, like actual good you're saying chips. that Porkins is back, baby. If Porkins is back, then I am out. That's my signal. He couldn't come back if he was never here in the first yeah. place. Yeah, Angie ruined X Wing if Porkins is debris. good. Oh god, my elusive chopper Porkins is going to be going over debris like a mofo. Yep. He does, and then he'll care. take two damage when oh, he does it. Somehow true. Porkins, Porkins. returns. Porkins turned. Porkins turned debris into asteroids in one fell swoop, baby. And a turnover an asteroid into three damage. <laughs> you just wait. Just Porkins wait. is still dead. Um, Porkins sucks. But like, if I could see like something like Kibos, <laughs> if they were going to be in standard, being good, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. They might make B wings better. Like X wings have kind of outclassed B wings for a long time now, yeah. and B wings are really good at knife fighting, which could be good in like consistent consistent engagements, things like Indeed. that. Could be. Well, I think that... I'm really excited. Like, yeah. lots really lots of changes coming up. You know, we are in uh, interesting times. Uh, so it's it's been a year, man. That was certainly of all the years I have had, that was been the most recent. Quite potentially the hardest nice. one of my life. Yeah. Really? You, oh yes. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. It's it's been rough. Like real talk, bit. though. Yeah, real talk. Probably potentially oh. the hardest year of my life. It's fine though. Yeah. We got through. It, it, yeah. Exactly. No you lasting got... permanent damage. Okay. To no. anything but my credit score. <laughs> And psychological, but that was always happening. That's I was that's that's just there. You've been stuck with me for two years. What do you expect? Poor Taylor, man. I don't know how he's still alive, to be honest. <laughs> Taylor uh, is our roommate for those that don't know. And, uh, and he, he hangs out with his girlfriend most of the time these days, and I don't blame him. I don't know how he's still alive because he's still strapped to the radiator in the basement. I don't... <laughs> there's no there's no radiator in the basement. I mean what? <laughs> uh, uh well, this has been a a long year for a lot of us, so uh, we wanted to kind of give some shout-outs to the folks who've been outstanding over this year. Uh, first, as we mentioned often, Dion Morales and the crew at Gold Squadron Podcast for putting on the Galactic Qualifiers and these online tournaments and constant content to just keep this community together through the last 20-plus months of hard times. Uh, Dion, thank you for all you do. Marcel, Ryan, Will... Uh, Brandon, all of you guys there at GSP, you guys have been amazing for this hobby in this community. And shout out to Stanny who had a kid, had his first kid. True, recently. and who? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wish yeah. me happy birthday in the crate Discord. Indeed. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, our local places, of course, uh, Game Cafe in Independence, Missouri, and John Reinig, uh, the manager there, who's always given us a place to play and supported us. Uh, Tyler and the crew down at Huskarl in Topeka, where it's always great and fun to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Props to our local folks, uh, Ryan Krause and uh, Doug Howe, for running our local leagues, giving us don't, don't something to do. That. Yeah, seriously. More credit to Ryan. I intentionally yeah. made a league that's very easy to run. He had yeah. to pay attention to pairings and stuff. I was like, play as many games as you want, and then tell me that you played those games. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, though, not to not to shade on Doug or anything more than normal, but Ryan, thank you for putting together multiple leagues this year. Indeed, yeah. And... Kept, kept us all together as a local group. Like yeah. he, he put in a lot of hard work into running those leagues, and we appreciate 100%. it. Mm-hmm. We really do. And the poor guy, Ryan uh, Ryan Krause, is a Emmy Award winning news director for one of our local news stations. And the moment we got a league started that he was able to play in, they put him back on night shifts on our game night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he he starts up a league and doesn't even get to mostly play in it. It was it was, but he wound up first in the Swiss, and he's got number one seed in the cut right now. So that's that's how that works, I guess. Uh, 
but yeah thanks for all that uh we'd be remiss if we didn't throw out our thanks to our friends and rivals the midwest scrubcast couldn't uh, have missouri chlorine without them seriously and uh we we got guys we need to get together and uh plan the next one whether it's just another four on four or whether it's getting all of us together we got to get that uh remember last year get that trophy COVID would be over by now yeah, gosh we can probably cut that part um yeah. all right moving on yeah but uh <laughs> now, I made every, now i made everyone sad <laughs> yeah but to everyone who's kept this community Here's going. to 2027 when we finally get to No! Shut <laughs> up! I'll be 37 years old then. You're not going to live that long. It's fine. That's true. It's so I, I wasn't even playing X-Wing at 37 yet, so there's it's more funny. life ahead of you. Is there? Or is that going to kill me in the next seven years? Because that's what he implied. Tune in in 2027. Find out. <laughs> at least I get until 2027. It's not like 2023 or whatever. Yep. And uh, last but certainly not least, uh, our father, who art in St. Louis, Bob Howe, be his, uh, thanks for being yeah, a the great supporter. Best. Thanks yeah, for being the uh, world's he's okayest better. dad. Uh, he's, he's better than he's, an okayest dad. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, he's <laughs> at least on the good level of dad. Yeah. But I would argue that Bob is a pretty great dad, no matter how Doug turned out. He's at least yeah. 60-40. Most of that isn't his fault, all right? That's a no, I, I'm sorry. He, he laid a good foundation, and you messed up the walls. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Bob's not even my dad, and he's the best dad I've ever had. Oh, right yeah. again with the touching. Yeah, indeed. But with the yeah. touching. <laughs> yeah, from us at Tashi Stage Radio to all of you, we love you. Thank you for. I got one more shout out. Us. What do you have? Our Alex? listeners. <laughs> Chill. Boo. Boo. Also, our oh. corporate overlords. <laughs> Pandering, pandering, pandering. That's better than shield. It would imply somebody's paying you. Yeah, like, I, technically, I, thanks, Kofi donors. I'm a shield for you guys. I would like to shout out Mike because he moved this year. Indeed, uh, yeah, moving to a new city is hard. Like, yeah, yeah. take Big it from step me. That's all you gotta. Yeah, he's a great uh, guy. Right. And, uh, Indeed, yeah, I miss Minnesota Mike. Is lucky to have him. I miss you too, Mike. Like. Yeah, uh, mm. but again, to everybody out there. We love you. Stay safe. Have a great holiday season. For Tashi Station Radio, I'm Matt. I'm Doug. I'm Alex. And I'm Greg. And we will see you in 2022. Two. 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 Also. Two. 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 No, because then you're saying like 2021, 2022, 2020 also. Fork and socks. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of Tashi Station Radio. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and subscribe. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Music, Spotify, and Amazon Podcasts. Follow us on our social media on Facebook at Tashi Station Radio, an X-Wing podcast. On Twitter at Tashi Station XW on Twitch at Tashi Station X-Wing, and on YouTube at Tashi Station X-Wing. If you want to help us offset our hosting costs, you can go to co-fi.com slash Tashi Station X-Wing and toss us a few credits to help keep the huts off our back. Stay safe, fly well, and we'll see you next episode.